Say your name for the record, please. Oh, uh, this is uh, Hype Williams. How you doing? Speaking your normal tone, please. Oh, this is Hype Williams. How you doing? Okay, thank you. <laughs> Beautiful soul unicorns. No, 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 no. Nope. It's Stephanie, the life architect. Oh, hell no. How about no? No, 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 no. Hell no. Hashtag ISN pod. Never knew how much I'm a show. Can you tell by the theme? I got my sibling on the show with me. <laughs> Please pay my terrible pretend singing. No, mine, beautiful souls. Welcome back. Welcome home to your emotional, righteous, ratchet, safe place. Yes, it is the I Said No podcast. You are here. Where is here? You are in the place where you get to say no to all of the people, places, and things that do not serve you, that have overstayed their welcome, that that just don't bring anything positive in your life at the moment. And we say no to all of those things so that we can make room to say yes, see to all of the things that nourish and flourish for and with and what to uh, so welcome home. How have you been since we last spoke? Being that this is a bi-weekly podcast, we get to have life in between our episodes. So how has life been treating you since we last spoke? How's your soul doing? When's the last time you put your hand on your chest and just felt your heartbeat, just silent and felt that boom, boom, encouragement, boom, boom. Life, boom, boom. Love, boom, boom. Presence. When is the last time you actually took a deep breath and was conscious of your breath? Not just breath to talk and say the next thing, but deeply inhale and filled that belly up and watched that chest rise, held it in for a second and slowly exhaled just to be present and be grateful for life. Well, If you haven't, I recommend that you do so. I recommend that you get in touch with yourself so that you can know what you want and need to say no to so that you can start saying yes. Oh, hell no. To all of the new Soul Family listening today, welcome. Thank you so much for pressing play. Thank you so much for your curiosity. Thank you so much for deciding to take a chance on hashtag ISNPod to my day ones, twos, threes, fours, fives, six, sevens, eights, and so forth and so on. You already know your presence is always, as per usual, it is a gift. And I unwrap it every time you press play, every time you share, you comment, you like, every time you subscribe. Every time you just give me your energy, I unwrap the present, the gift that is you. And I have a really, really great gift for you today. I have my big sister, known to some of you as Hype Williams, known to me as a living legend, also known to me as someone who carries my youthful emotional DNA. She is someone I respect very much. She is one of the most intelligent, sweetest, kindest, rawest assholes you will ever meet. She is just 
the definition of it is what it is. She is the definition of a no man. She is also the definition of a being. She is a great mom. She's a great sibling. She is a great daughter. She's a great friend. And I just wanted to have her back, not just for me, but because last year you guys fell in love with her. And the year before that and that on Not Your Mama's podcast, when we had her on, or when you saw her at our live events, or when you just follow her because you love her as her individual being, not because she's a associated to anything, though she says she is fame adjacent to me. You just wanted her back and I was happy to have her back. Uh, She came over when I did a photo shoot and when she walked in, I said, hey, you want to record today? So we got a wobbly table out and threw some mics up and we just started talking. So forgive some of the mic feedback. We had the mic stands. We kept touching and laughing and moving the table. So if you hear some feedback, pay that no mind and just get into the content, get into what we are saying and understand that this is a woman that I love very much and that I value her opinion. And I want you to just Grab your friends, grab your sisters, grab your cousins, grab, you know, your girls, your sisses, you know, hey, sis, I want you to grab them and I want you to just understand how we vibe. She is the ratchet to my righteous and I'm the righteous to her ratchet. And I think she has some insight for parents, for siblings and just for women, you know, who just need some something. I don't know what the sum is. You get the something. I'm not even going to tell you what you need to get or what you can get. I'm going to let you get it for yourself. So without further ado, I am going to just bless you with the living legend herself, my big sis, Hype Williams. Enjoy. Beautiful souls, guess what? Guess what I did for you? <sighs> Applaud me, praise me, love me, because I told you 2019, I'm, I'm having as many guests as possible. And yes, I'm starting with my faves and your faves too. We had Denisio shoots on again and you loved him. But this time I brought back the living legend herself, my big sister and yours. Introduce yourself for the people. Yeah, it's Hype Williams in the building. Hype <laughs> Williams is back hey on guys. I Said No. Welcome. Hi. You're welcome. Welcome. Thank welcome. you for having me, well, sis. Again. I mean, I knew you were going to say thank you, so I said you're welcome first. But it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I had to have you back. You're you're kind of a big deal, which, duh, I'm not surprised. Living legend, baby. You are a living legend. Um, <laughs> I affectionately give you. Why are y'all talking like we not working? I don't understand. Okay. My children are here. <laughs> <laughs> Hype has brought her half of her village. Oh, yeah. no, two, a little bit more than your, half of a your third. village. A third of your village. Yeah. We have Mr. Brown in the building. Hi, Brown. And we have Miss <laughs> London Blue in the building. Hi. Hi. So we have a studio audience in addition to Denisio shoots in the background. So yeah. let's get back to you. Get comfy. Yeah. Pull the mic a little bit or sit up a little bit. Okay, put it right on my mouth. Yes. You know how to do that. <laughs> I do. Children, cover your ears. <laughs> cover your ears. She knows what she's doing with I her mouth. Do. Welcome back again. I will keep saying welcome because I'm glad you're here. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm glad to be here. Good, good, good. So let's get straight into it. Yeah, man. Um, you're a New Yorker. Yeah, born and, born and raised, yeah. You're a Brawlem girl. I am a Brawlem girl. Bronx and Harlem. Very proud of that, by the way. Yes, and why are you proud of that? Because um, we're better than everyone else. Well, I want you to say that again. <laughs> with a we're, little bit. We're better than everyone else. Why? New Yorkers just are better. Why are we better? We're automatically interest, interesting, mm-hmm. no matter what. We walk into a room and people are excited to, that we're there because mm-hmm. we're New Yorkers. And I get that on the internet, just meeting people like in DM or conversation. Oh my God, you're from New York. Oh my God, I can't wait to go. And I'm just like, why? 
Well, we say why because we're jaded because we lived here all our lives. So we don't get the big deal with the touristy stuff and the I, vibes. I, I understand how pretty it looks. I understand from the outside because when we travel, I'm like, oh, this is much different yeah. from what we are used to. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just literally like Times Square and, you know, like Fifth Avenue. Basic shit. Basic shit. And then I really get annoyed when they come down to where we work at mm-hmm. downtown. And I'm like, Wall there's Street. nothing to see here in Wall Street. There's literally nothing to see. I don't know what the hell y'all doing over here. The World Trade Center is that way. Like, right. why are y'all over here? And they love it. They do. So I don't really get the whole idea of why they come here because the things that I love about New York are not the things that they see. That's because you're a native New Yorker. Exactly. You like the real New York. You like the real pizza slices. Yeah. You like the beef patty with cheese in I the like hood. I like Proppuccino. That's, that's Chinese food for the rest of you. Yes, I okay. like Proppuccino. New Yorkisms, Chinese food for us is Chino. It's Chino. Yes, yeah. yes, and proper t- Chino. And pizza is not pizza. It's a slice. I'm going to get a slice. Mm. Break them down on the New Yorker. I've never, like, I've never, when we were growing up, it was like, you want to taste pizza? Yeah, it wasn't like, would you like a pizza pie? Yes, I'm going to get a pizza pie right now for the family. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Stop. Like, it's too much. We're going to Sergio's to get a pizza pie. Right. There's no, there is no Latin food like New York. Oh, honey. Because we have frito. all of it. That's yes. cuchi frito. That's Dominican. We have our Spanish. We yes. have our Puerto Rican spots. Our Mexican spots. spots. Yeah. Our food is top notch because we have so many different cultures. Yeah. That I love. Most people don't really get into the food like they should when mm-hmm. they come here. Mm-hmm. Oh, they get into overpriced, watered down versions Crap, of New that's York in, food. you know, like 42nd Street. Yeah. They get, you know, um, commercial soul food and commercial Latin food. They'll go to these expensive restaurants. Yeah. And, but to have I think but to have any experience in any city mm-hmm. um, or any state or even any continent is to go into the hood I agree like to have a travel guide because I get that you don't want to come to New York and go in the middle of the Bronx without knowing somebody from the Bronx and you know what's crazy <laughs> Pe- white people come to the Bronx and get food they'll get fed and they'll have a great time yes but they don't go past Yankee Stadium which is 161st let's be clear and there's nothing to eat on 161st because no, just- they close Crown Donuts so I don't want to talk about 161st well they still have they still have an Y'all amazing know that's closed, right? yes okay. I do know but in a, but it'll be open again because that's not ever going to stay closed because so many great things happened in Crown yeah, that Donuts that's the spot for after the club if you still go clubbing and you live in the Bronx and you need your hash browns and your bacon to and wash down and the amazing down. things they do with cheese grits in that place yeah. let me tell you when you need to sober up with grease mm-hmm. that's where you would go yes ma'am. Um, but they also have an amazing Jamaican spot that me and Denise go to all the time the oxtails are popping over on 161st yes Where? what is it called flavors Where? right oh, inside the bar honey about. we just That's had it it's still there and it's fantastic we just had it last week just so y'all know I moved to Jersey so a lot of things that's happened in the Bronx I come back I'll be like what the hell did and let me here? tell you how bougie this whole thing she is. Oh, here we go. Oh my gosh, she annoys me as if she wasn't born and my raised My children here. are also bougie. But I give them more of a pass because they're younger and the majority <laughs> of their life was in Jersey, especially the youngest one. Yeah. I give them a pass. Yeah. You, on the other hand, miss. Let me tell you something. Act as if, oh my God, there is so much garbage on the floor. It really is. No, it is. I'm not saying it's not. Okay, I just want you to know. But while you were here... I didn't like it then either. I know you didn't like it, but let me tell you something. Your bourgeoisie, <laughs> your bourgeoisie. <laughs> oh, it's on a whole nother level. You gotta get like okay. Remember the apartment I lived in before I moved to that Disney? shitty ratty ass apartment. Let yeah. me tell you something about the building. The apartment was crap, but the building was even worse. I agree. And to get in the elevator, I smelled like piss after you just came from Mexico. <laughs> 
<laughs> at a four, a four or five star hotel, like you feel depressed. No, so I agree. Once we moved, I was just like, all right, well, we got to go someplace that's completely opposite to what we're doing here. Oh, absolutely. You upgraded your entire life. You upgraded your children's live, uh, lives. Um, I think where you live is beautiful. Thank you. Um, and I completely understand your bouginess because <laughs> once, you, uh, once you evolve... Yeah. You know, when you come back, it's like there are components that I love about where, I, where I've been. Mm-hmm. But the reason I left is this or the reasons. And another thing is like when we were growing up in the Bronx, um, our neighborhood wasn't the prettiest. It really still isn't. Um, really, like, and neither really was isn't. the building. Right. But when you got off the, the elevator and went into our apartment, it was a completely different world. Well, yes. So there was a level of bougie that mommy was training us for. Oh, honey. We, in the apartment. We were bred... In bougie In bourgeoisie. Yes, inside of 2111 <laughs> yes. Southern Boulevard. Inside of 13H. Yes. We were bred. Like you said, as soon as you crossed that threshold, was a whole nother world. It was a completely different world. It um, smelled different. It looked different. It smelled different. It was furnished to the nines. Like, in our apartment was never what represented the neighborhood. No, it really didn't. Even our mother didn't represent the neighborhood. My mother looked so out of place walking down the street in there. She looked really out of place going into C-Town a lot. Like yeah. this, this is a C town. Okay, for everybody she, else, that's a supermarket. It's, it's it's a it's a low budget supermarket in New York. New Ma- York is listening to this right now and going, yeah, C town, C town pioneer. Pioneer. It's, I forgot. They, it's not even C town anymore. It's not. No, it's some other shit that I've never some, heard of. It's poor. It's worse than C town. It's the same store. Like, stop changing the sign. Stop changing the name. <laughs> like, stop changing the name. <laughs> Mommy was Whole Foods before Whole Foods was Whole Foods. Mommy was Trader Joe's. Yeah, in her mind she was, and but in, her aesthetic was Trader Joe's her, as well. Her aesthetic, but not remember a white label situation when we was well yeah see mommy is very much one rib one rib my mother has on fur coats and diamonds and trying to negotiate negotiate how many ribs she gonna pay for yeah she wants to be dripping in excess but wants to act like she's on a food stamp budget exactly I love that that's fabulous though it was fabulous it was because we were actually on food stamps we were on food stamps for a long time and I don't think a lot of people knew that Um, we we were very ashamed of it I know I was girl do you remember me and you going to the store one of us was lookout (laughs) and then the other one would do the shopping for mommy because we didn't want anyone and we would be trying to distract the people we knew if they, we knew they were going yes, in the store yes. so that they didn't see us and now I would kill for, for food stamps. For fucking food stamps. Bitch, give me all the stamps. I remember going to the store for mommy and I was down there for like two hours and she was like, what took you so long? And I was just like, it was crowded. You know it wasn't crowded. It was that somebody and their mama was food shopping. And you wanted to wait And I did done. not want them to see me actually paying for my food with food stamps and they so was I on food stamps around too, though. the fucking supermarket and that was not a big supermarket isn't it funny that they were on food stamps as the well the whole neighborhood was on but public we didn't assistance know. we didn't even know we had no clue and that's another thing about being in our own world our own world was good but it also to me you know set us up for failure because we were encompassed in mommy's world in the church world and we didn't really understand so much of the hood that's why at first when we stepped out it was like piranhas yeah. You know, yeah, approaching it was a rough us. Go. It was a rough go there a while for us to actually assimilate into like the hood situation. And I was happy when we started elementary school because yes. they pulled us out of private school. We were in, pri- okay, so Hype and I were in private school. We were in private school in Harlem. Bushy. And we would travel from the Bronx to this on private school. On the 19 school, bus. On the 19 bus. And it was like an hour. It was like Every, an hour. Each back way. And f- yeah, each way if there was no traffic. St. Charles. St. Charles Elementary School. Yeah. And they pulled us out of there. My mom pulled us out and she put us in the elementary school across the street from our house CS129 and that's where I learned to cuss fight fight mm-hmm. you know and just be as hard as I could be because that we was didn't a, have a rough choice. fucking transition we went from private school and little like mean girls Lindsay Lohan issues in school nothing too crazy nothing just, too crazy just like a little shove here and yeah, there yeah that was it straight up 
brawling and like survival of the fittest. And I don't think people understand or our parents understand or parents in general who have to change schools and neighborhoods for their children, especially if you're not upgrading. Right. If it's a downgrade, because right. we downgrade it that from private school. Yeah, we downgrade it. So when you have to downgrade, I don't think the emotional and mental toll it took on us was ever even acknowledged or, oh, no. or people were even not. aware of it. I don't even think they gave a shit. I don't even think they knew it to give a shit. They were so, yeah. cool. and you know, and, and as a mom of three, you know, sometimes there are times you can't give a shit about the kids' needs because you just got to do something. Absolutely. Is and that it, correct? And it aggravates the shit out of them, but of it course. is what it is. They live. But if we didn't have each other to lean on, um, I think it would have been way worse. Yeah. Um, our separation when we started actually going into our own school situations was pretty rough. I know for me it was because I felt lonely. Bitch, I feel lonely and you right here. Like, what, are you, <laughs> what are you talking about? We grew up in, so y'all don't know, we grew up in a, talking one, to my, what is it, a two up? bedroom apartment. Yeah, we and shared me a room. and Stephanie shared a room mm-hmm. and we had bunk beds. Well, first we didn't have bunk beds. We had the biggest bedroom. Yes, we had our own. Remember we like had dividing sides? We had sides like and we, we both had like canopy beds. Yes. Like, we had like a princess bedroom. My mother did a really great Carmen job. Her and my grandmother put that together. Honey, she was project runway very and nice. decor very early. Right, but we've always been in the same room. Yes. Always been in the same room so for us not to be in the same school mm-hmm. made no sense to me we but I knew it was going to happen because I'm older than you by like 11 months we are ghetto twins what are ghetto twins to me uh, um, so we uh, Irish twins Irish twins yeah, yeah. so we're 11 months apart we're not even a full year apart so on March 22nd when I turn whatever age I turn she and I are the same age for about almost 3 weeks yeah it's really irritating yeah so we're ghetto twins aka Irish twins so we were close from the very beginning yeah same room same school same church same choir they dressed us alike for a while that's that was really wild terrible maybe that's what I'll use one of our old pictures I'll use as the cover for this episode Jesus Christmas <laughs> Um, but yeah it was traumatic but we survived and because we had each other I definitely think it made it a little bit easier yeah you you, you just is not you just because what we not gonna do is you not coming for my sister right I don't give a fuck if she's in the school she's not in the school she's upstairs she's downstairs I hear the bird call she hear the bird call we gonna do it and that was because of the Bronx like it wasn't like that wasn't happening when we were in private school no we didn't need it we didn't need it as soon as we went into that school and we were introduced full body into the neighborhood because we lived in the neighborhood. They knew who we were. They knew but of us. They, they didn't know us. us. Exactly. We were the girls, the, the good girls from 13 yes, always go to the church. The good, cool, quiet, light-skinned girls. That church girls. church girls. Yeah. And then we got really into it. And yeah. that's when I, to, honestly, that's when I realized I was in a New, York, New Yorker. When we started um, in the hood, I was like, oh, shit. I'm from New York. I'm from New York. And not just New York. I'm no, from I'm the from, Bronx. I'm from the Bronx, New York. I'm from the city. I am a New Yorker. I don't give a fuck about your faults or mishappens. We, we from, from the, the Bronx, Bronx, New York, York where shit happens. happens. Come on, Fat Joe. Like, okay, yeah. where Joey's the mayor. Like, Fat <laughs> Joe is the mayor. No, literally. We used to see him on Third Ave all the time. Like, seriously, he yeah. walks around with no security. He doesn't have to. He's he home. He doesn't have to. That's what you do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that, that's when I realized I was from New York. Hmm. Yeah, for me. That's when you realized you were from New York. I, I don't know when I realized from New I was from New York I know that I realized uh, going to public school that I could no longer just be your little sister I had yeah. to start being an individual Yeah, and that was tough for me because we were on different floors we were on different floors when we were in daycare we were on the same floor we were always together yeah. just always together yeah. that was my first like real battle with anxiety now that in hindsight now you're thinking about it yeah. yeah that was my first time to feel like oh my god I'm panicking and having my panic attacks that people don't know that I still have Same. or have I can agree with that um, I was just like what the fuck am I gonna do that was my first time really not 
being my trying to figure out who I am mm-hmm. because I was trying to conform to these girls because I didn't want to get beat up. Yeah. That was my first time realizing that I didn't have to get beat up because I know how to fight because I fought your ass all the time. Right. And mommy did that mm-hmm. when I was scared and came home and she was like, you fight your fucking sister all, all the, time. the time. It's the same thing. Yeah. And it clicked for me. Yeah. It is the same thing. Yeah. I'm going to go to school tomorrow and bust her fucking ass. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all of that came fisticuffs. Yeah. And literally having to defend myself and have someone not want to push me, literally attack me. Yeah. Like, that's something. Think about it. But that's what happened. was happening with me with boys. I know. My first fight was Was with Devon Crawford. Oh, we giving governments now. Yeah. Because he's probably dead. Devon went, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I said it. There's just some people you look at and you grow up, you're like, he's going to die. When I say she's a living legend, (laughs) I mean she's a living legend. If that boy is alive, I'd be shocked wow i'd be shocked he had a tragic story mr crawford if you're alive and well um hello yeah and thank you for listening to hashtag ism yeah we fought like every <laughs> every week we fought you like fist fought and the whole thing is he like you thing oh but that's toxic you already know i know that we didn't know that then though. no but i knew he didn't like you actually actually i did know that because i don't like to be hit Right, so if you like... how is this you liking me? Parents, we have to stop telling girls that when they are getting mistreated by a boy, that that means, oh, he just likes you and he doesn't know how to express it. And for me, I took that into my teen years Mm -hmm. and I allowed myself to get hit because I was thinking it was affection but misplaced and misguided affection. Like, I can just help him out. Yeah, I can help him. I can be Captain Save-A-Hole. He can, you know, maybe punch it out on me and I always justified it because I was punching back. Right. But that seed started with... the whole well if a boy likes you he's gonna push you he's gonna hit you he's gonna pull your hair he's gonna mistreat you because he doesn't know how to express his feelings and that's why we have adult boys wrapped in male flesh now walking around being futures to Sierras and and belittling and beating women still because we allowed them for so long and that narrative is not true because I have boys that like me and they don't hit me and you're raising boys who like women or like men or whoever the hell they like and they're not hitting them exactly so that's bullshit it is bullshit the narrative is, is false and yeah. I don't know who the hell came up with that, but they really need to be smacked. So long story short, Sean, if you're, what is his name? Sean Crawford? Devon. Oh, Crawford. excuse me. Devon Crawford. Devon Crawford. You yes. were an asshole. Yeah, you were. Mm-hmm. You were a real asshole. And if you're and dead, you rest in peace. But you, really you tortured did. my sister. You, he really did. But you know what? He made me tough because now I can box with anybody. Yeah. He, I mean, we were box. You're a fucking dude. Yeah, like yeah. fighting, fighting. So the first time I had a fight with a girl was in elementary school. And dragged and I beat that the shit home. out of her. Let me tell you something. When I heard this fight followed my sister. Oh, well, it still follows her for people we speak to from back then. But oh, I came school. to her high school afterwards. And because of this fight, again, she's a living legend for a reason. Yeah. Her legendary story. Oh, you Martinique's sister. You yeah. know what she did to Umadi. You yeah. know what she did. You Oh, so we ain't fucking with you. I was like, great. Yeah. She, she set the tone, but however, you set the tone for half of the people to leave me alone and then for half of the people to challenge me. To try to me. try you. Right. And that's all right because I was there for that. Too. You sure were. <laughs> yeah, you let's sure do it. were. Let's do yeah, it. no, you've always been a big sister. This was like, bitch, I'm a beep away. Beep me now or what? Yeah. Call me on my cell phone. I'll call you back to see what you're going to tell me. Yeah, always. You are always like, it's not, it's nothing. Like, yeah. nah, 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 nah. Do you feel like if you were in elementary school today and you were having this issue with Devon Crawford, you know how kids commit suicide and they're getting bullied every day. You were clearly, in my opinion, from what you tell me about that, you were bullied by this guy. 
I feel like I was, but mm-hmm. I honestly, I'm not really into this anti-bullying movement. I'm not. I think the you sound reason, like Chris Rock. I'm not. I think we're raising a generation of bitch ass niggas, and uh, it's bothering me. But what? So you want your kids to be bullied? I, I think a little bit is healthy. The world is not going to be nice to you. All right. So I don't know if I don't know if. We want box this out at three o'clock and we're going to move the fuck on. That's what's going to happen. Okay, so you want like bullying in compartments. You want like limit on bullying. You don't want someone to be literally tortured for four years every day of their life by the same person. No, we want box this out at three o'clock. We're going to get this done. Your parents going to come. My parents going to come. We're going to work it out. We're going to have a conflict mediation. We're going to do it the way that we used to do it. It it literally was conflict mediation Mm -hmm. because your parents had to come come. and you guys had to work it out. And if you were in the same class, your teacher made you work it out because you're not going to disrupt this fucking situation. You you just won't do it. Exactly. Whereas now and and it's really the internet's fault i don't understand how someone you don't see in front of you is affecting your mood telling you you ain't shit who the fuck are they well that goes back to you know instilling a lot of things into our children yeah um bullying hurts because let me tell you i don't get bullied i'm very blessed by all of my beautiful souls listening Mm -hmm. um i'm very blessed once in a while i mean we'll disagree but no one's really violated Mm me i'd say like two percent of any comments or feedback that i've ever gotten Mm -hmm. hurt my feelings yeah but it has hurt my feelings from people i don't know i've been shocked like looked at my phone and was like oh shit no i get that what i'm saying is that it affects you so much this person you don't know this person you never met this person who doesn't even know who you are right doesn't know you affects you so much where you want to kill yourself and that bothers me now and if you take that aspect Mm -hmm. put it in school now i know who's bullying right i see this bitch every every day day. fuck her up and move the fuck on because guess what you break the finger she can't tweet you okay all right so (laughs) So, the the thoughts expressed by hype williams are not necessarily the thoughts expressed by anybody on there i said no it's fine i mean i just that's That's just how how you roll right you know because there's a lot that happens in the world. Well, yeah, you'll get your feelings hurt and people will say things to you, but there's a lot that we don't take on. No, you're because absolutely right. we weren't raised the way these children, they're coddled and protected constantly. Well, I think we're definitely, you're definitely right. And I think we're definitely in a, a uh, era of celebrating mediocrity mm-hmm. and we're awarding children for being basic. Mm-hmm. We're awarding children you for... You know I don't celebrate mediocrity. No, I, we, we know. I we do know not. who you are. Um, I don't think that parents are really paying there's a lot of ancient parents out here you, you you ain't lying kid there's a lot of crappy moms there's a lot of crappy moms a lot of crappy dads a lot of crappy caregivers and it no longer to me has a village vibe to it because you know how we raise my kids yeah we raise our kids in a village environment yeah. so if they have something going on they're going to come to you or me mm-hmm. or their father or each other she my daughter was bullied online and it lasted two seconds. Yeah, because you were not here for I it. I was not here for <laughs> it. You called me. I said, say, what now? What happened? And by the time I called you, it I had done. already spoke to her mama. And a I rap. took care of this shit. <laughs> I was not messing around. And I don't understand how you how your child doesn't feel comfortable enough to come to you and be like, yo, somebody said something crazy to me and it made me feel some kind of way. And then you don't step in. That's my issue. You mean like rainbow and blackish? Yeah. I said, why she ain't gonna beat that hoe down? When she said, Rainbow, you gonna go beat the, the principal? I die. Because that's how I, I the, the purse would have been picked up and we'd have been on the way to the school. It wouldn't even have been an issue. I have no problem rolling up to a school and, and, and striking a fear of in a teacher too. I have no problem with that. I'm, I'm fully aware. But children doing what they're doing to kids, I don't get that. Like, this is just, this is not a New York thing to do. Because we're from New York. We're, we're confrontational. <laughs> we are very confrontational and I would agree that confrontation is not the only way to do things right um but i do think that confrontation is often the right way to do things and confrontation doesn't necessarily mean um 
violence. It right. doesn't necessarily mean anything negative. No, you're right. Confrontation means I'm coming to confront the situation. Yeah. So people often mix the two up all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, that means it's about to be on and popping. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm coming as a parent mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. either another parent mm-hmm. or a teacher. And if you like me, who's an aunt who will gladly step to a child, Easy. I'm coming as a... Easy. <laughs> Okay. Let one of my nieces and nephews. Easy. Let me go over there, and some kid is like, "Who that? Who the fuck are you?" Yeah, that's how we usually answer questions <laughs> around these parts. By the way, see, when, <laughs> that's how we answer questions. My sister brings out my ratchet. Yeah, because my righteous don't be here with her. I just—it's unnecessary around me. It really is. Unnecessary. You would agree that you're a different kind of parent. I and I and I pride myself on being a different parent. I have a little bit of my mom's old school, and yes. then I have my new school, and then I also allow you and our village to help me. Parent. Yes, you do. You ha- you always have. Um, how do you feel, you know, knowing now that you have children who are no longer considered children and you still have s- children who are considered children? Like you have the best of both worlds. Um, having an adult child is pretty freaking dope. Mm-hmm. I can't even, I can't even lie. Like we have a great time and we have a lot in common. But I have a lot in common with all three of them. London, can you stop ruffling that bag? Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. I have a lot in common with all three of them, but I think I have the most with John because I've been with him the longest. Right. But it's it's a lot more. F- I've got to say, parenting is more fun with an adult. Okay. Because I actually feel now that there's reciprocity in a relationship. You get something back. Yeah, because the rest of them, I don't. <laughs> well, I don't think that's what it's for when they're the child. It's all about them receiving. However, let me take that back. I disagree. I think there's too much, like you said, coddling. These children receive, 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 and then parents wait until in my opinion it's, tr- it's almost too late to try to teach them to give I agree this is a problem for me I agree there are some selfish little bastards running around these yeah. streets especially in New York when you're taking the train or you're going somewhere and you're like what the hell yeah where is your mama yeah and maybe even if she was here you'd probably still be acting a mess because sometimes she right there or your dad's right there yeah. and you talking crazy yeah. and you're acting crazy what if parenting advice do you have for the listeners listening as a different type of parent to like you know not coddle their kids teach them you know confidence teach them how to stand up for themselves but also teach them how to be a kind human being you gotta stop trying to hide stuff from them that was one of the things I hated the most about growing up was I felt like the adults were always whispering very poorly. Um, that this grown folk business. Nigga, you know, grown folk you. business only mean gossip. Nigga, this, this wall is made of sheetrock. <laughs> like, I can hear you. You know what I'm saying? Like, stop h- trying to hide stuff they from sure them. They sure did. And we was like, girl, you heard the tea? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we always knew what was going on. So I think for me... My compassion came from when I saw my mother down. Mm. Like when I saw my mother at her absolute lowest or worst, that's when I ha- I learned compassion and how to care for someone else. That yeah. And it really had nothing to do with me because she wasn't mad at me. I didn't have any real skin in that game. That mm-hmm. was nothing that was going on with her had anything. Well, sometimes. But most of the time <laughs> I didn't have. I was like, you want me to blow you up or not? Anything to do with me. Like when she was at her lowest, it was most of the time it was about her, her own her personal shit. And stuff, yeah. You know, so that taught me compassion. And as a parent, I wanted to make sure that my kids knew what was going on. So I've had to have some really, really uncomfortable conversations with John Brown, mm-hmm. like my oldest, mm-hmm. to really tell him about who I am as a person was really, really hard sometimes. Um, you, like you told him everything, like a lot of shit you've done. I told him some, I told him why me and his father broke up. That hurt you? Because I played a big part in that. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. I so I had to, I took him to dinner. We went to Uno's, I think it was. And I Ooh. Think, yeah, remember Uno's on remember. 86th Street? It, I think it's still there. Yeah. So we went to Uno's on 86th Street. And it was one of the hardest conversations I had to have because I had to explain to him that I cheated on his dad. 
you know, and I can hear parents right now. That's none of his business. You didn't have to tell him that. Yes, the fuck I did. Because I want to control the narrative, honestly, to be very clear. I want to tell my own story. Can we can we stay there? I don't want his father to tell his version. His because version. It's his version. And his version is his truth, but you have your own version and your exactly. truth. Exactly. And then I got mine because I was there. So, honey, if you ever, Brown, if you ever want to know my side, the real side, <laughs> you ever want to come to you, <laughs> you ever want to come to your aunt for the real tea. <laughs> but you're right. I think it's important for kids to know. And, you know, you have as a parent you can choose what you divulge and what you don't but when you told me you did that I was so proud of you because as your sibling we came up from the same cloth I knew too many things in my opinion too late yes yes after the story was told yes when I should have been told by someone else yes so I love that you did that for my own personal you know trauma reasons I love that you were allowing him to be a part of your story and also allowing him to make his own decisions about your side of the story right I wanted I wanted him to have the whole story so when he made his decision on you know how he wanted to deal with his parents he had every fact he could have now you told telling you you could have been like a lot of exes that just told what they think the other ex did wrong or whatever you were completely transparent about yeah. I wasn't happy and what I did your and thoughty ways my thoughty ways yes because yeah. I ended up marrying a dude that I cheated on his father with such a thought so that man became his, his stepfather. stepfather and there was a lot going on in that situation such a telenovela you are it is I need my fan. I need my fan. Dun dun dun. You're such a fucking novella. And high cleavage. And high cleavage. High cleavage. And a good red lip. Yes. Yes. And a good lash. <laughs> but I'm glad, I'm glad there are parents out there who are okay with you know, that says a lot about your confidence. Yeah. That says a lot about your morals, in my opinion. Because again, you could have just let it go and whatever happened happened i've watched too many rom-coms where stuff like this happens let, let, you know my life you you've actually seen it go wrong i've seen it happen wrong and in, in like and you're right in right real you know life, for like, me like, yeah. yeah so no one i don't want them to ever have what you went through and you were there front and center you know beautiful souls i've never lied to any of you um who phone going off in my goddamn studio John Brown. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's your first time here. You get a PS. Um, you watching me go through uh, my biological father thing, um, and you know what? I touch on it. I have never like gone there on this a podcast or not your mama's podcast. I touch on it, but I haven't gone there. It's going to take me a while to get comfortable with that. But when I do, I'll probably have you come back because I want it to be more. And I'll, I'm going to have my therapist on too because okay. I, I think daddy issues need yeah. to be addressed oh, on absolutely. both sides. But to go back to the, my point, you saw it shatter me. Yeah. Like shatter me. And I don't want that for my children. There's going to be things that happen that they'll find out about us as a family or me or their father, or whatever <laughs> that will really disappoint them. At this point, the way we open books, I don't know. There's still stuff that they don't know because right. I believe that you don't tell them everything up front. Right. You have to tell things based on their level of learning. Yeah. Hallelujah. So if he's 10, I'm not like, yo, I was out here, that, that, that. That's not how I told I'm gonna the I'm going to tell the 10-year-old comprehension version. I told the 10-year-old G version of that story. Right. And when he turns 18, I'll tell him the 18-year-old version. Like if he wants to if hear If he wants to hear him when he turns 30, if he wants to talk about it again, I'll tell him a 30-year-old version. But what's crazy is like randomly, he would just come to me and just ask a random ass question and I and I was like okay he's ready to hear this but that's because you created a safe space that's another thing you have to your kids have to be able to trust you hmm. make a vault 
You know the family vault. I know the family vault. The vault is someplace, and my my kids made this up because <laughs> your big ass mouth. Yes. Mm-hmm. So as parents, we tend to tell all our friends, all our kids' business. We grew up like that. Like we anything like we did, that. my mother was on the phone with one of my aunts. Like or somebody in two point two seconds, like all my business is in the street. And then woman. we would go to a family function or something. And you get that. Mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I, I heard, heard about you bitch and I heard about you but I can't say nothing because I'm a child you yeah, fucking, you're whore. fucking whore I heard y'all on the phone the other night like it's just like yeah but <laughs> because of that John was just like you know you can stop the cycle right oh <laughs> don't end it something when your kids read you oh, this thing drag you constantly reads but me. I love that you allow him and I'm sure if you feel he was disrespectful across the line I'm sure yeah, you'd be like okay that's the last like one like you're doing that. a little too much yeah 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 I'll punch you in your mouth yeah um, but I like that you allow your kids to speak their mind especially in a way that's informative and educational. Yeah. So if I have something to say about your behavior, if you're mm-hmm. doing too, if you're team too much, yeah. um, if I want to know something you did or you didn't do, mm-hmm. you created the space where I can say that and ask that question. Right. And we didn't grow up that way. We, no. we grew up speak when you're spoken to in yeah. a hierarchy parenting style, nothing else. And that that's doesn't it. benefit um, an adult to be taught about hierarchy. Hmm. It doesn't. It you have to create a whole person. If you raise your kids like I'm above you, then they're always going to feel inferior in life. Mm-hmm. He's mm. how am I above you? We're all human. We're human. We bleed the same. I actually have more things to do than you. That's how I feel. I'm above you in this bill paying. I tell and you as that. As far ass. as my your pay grade, <laughs> right? I'm above you there, brother. Pay grade, but as far as like a human being, we like, bleed red together. Yeah, yeah. Um, do I yell and scream? Have Absolutely. I hit? Have I punished? I've done all of that. Yes, I have. Yeah, but. I like to think that we are close. We are very close. I think you're close with all of your children. Um, I think you're close with them on different levels. Yeah, I agree with that. They're not all the same. No. You've allowed me, very kindly, you've allowed me to be an aunt, in my opinion, past the typical definition of aunt. Yeah. Um, Aware that some people, you know, are aunt in name. They're titi in name only. Mm -hmm. Or they're titi in what they can spend only. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My kids are not allowed to call other people titi that don't do anything for them. You damn right. And let me hear it. She ain't your aunt. It's miss. I'm your motherfucking name. I'm going to take it personal. Right. They they call you titi. Titi Faith. They're real real aunts. And the only other person outside of that that they call titi is Iris. That's it. Right. And she's their honorary titi. Yeah, because she's literally literally taking care of them. Right. Shout out to Edie Chacon. I I I don't subscribe to that like people shouldn't be that close to your children not my kids no i don't i don't think people get that i tell everybody hype is my surrogate yeah y'all know i don't have no kids ain't trying to have no kids yeah she gave me my first children i I was in the labor room for her first son and almost vomited yeah and um drove her to the hospital no no i came after work when Jaden was born i rushed after work and then we drove you to the hospital for your um what happens false false labor my braxton hicks with london we went and remember when i had the little silver yeah the little silver mazda three yeah and we piled your big pregnant ass Jesus, your husband, you were huge. Me and Denicio. Yeah. And we was on that west side like two times. Yeah, and it was, it was like Braxton Hicks. Oh my God, you remember that? I do. And then I went into labor when everyone was asleep first thing in the morning when Bobby yes. was going to sleep, yes. going to work. Finally, so. yeah. Finally. And yeah. I come and I'm like, look at this put him. And she was so mean. Oh, goodness. <laughs> no you are too much with your pregnancies. I remember all three of them, Jesus, like it was yesterday. And now you got grown, grown children. And grown. it's not interested and no more. They're over it. Um, they don't want kids and I don't want kids. I love that. I don't. They're following their aunt's footsteps. John said, 
that if I bring a child into the house, it will turn into the Hunger Games and that baby better be able to defend Survive. itself because it will die. It better get his cat in its own. And the three other two agreed. Now Shut this one up. over you here asked for a sibling and I was like, go somewhere with that. She better go ahead and get a I love a pony or something. Like, get the fuck out of here. Ain't no babies coming up in here. Uh-uh, let's switch gears a little bit. Yeah, you are yeah. a big sister and yeah. we're going to get back to New York stuff because mm-hmm. I got I to gotta get us back to New York because there's some things I done heard and seen some things online where I got to check some folk and you're the right person to have here for Let me. go. Let's talk about sisterhood for a second because you know we're in this phase in the world where everybody's talking calling everybody sis and I can't stand that I know you know like you said I don't allow everybody to call my, my I don't allow my children to call everybody auntie or yeah. if they're really not an aunt figure to you I can't stand that everybody's calling each other sis when you're not a sister and we don't have to be blood sisters but we need something where in my opinion for you to call me sis we have some sisterly relationship right because we're straight cis women so calling each other sis is not our thing that's a gay term yes it is that's where it came from the children it came from the children from the rainbow. and they use it when they throw massive shit yes yes sis okay sis okay sis yeah, right. you know what I'm saying right. or they big each other up I, that's why it doesn't make sense to us what kind of big sister if you could go back in hindsight would you do anything different as a big sister I think I I, I would have pressed more for more separation between the two of us mm-hmm. more freedom mm-hmm. I think if we had it early on and done in a healthy way we right. actually I think we would have been better off as adults mm-hmm. in our relationship. I think we were too together too much. Yeah. And then when it was time for us to actually, especially for me to respect you as an adult, uh-huh. it was hard to pull away. It was like a, a tearing. Like the color purple. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. They ripped us they apart. They ripped us yes, apart. And then yes. we were forced to, to, to be deal. on your own and find new friends and figure life out. Right. And then we got back together. Like it was fun, but then there was a lot of like, okay, I don't, I don't like know that about you no more. Right. Who I'm are you now? I'm different. Cause I'm around different people and I'm, I'm doing changing. different things. I'm, we don't have the same inside jokes anymore. Like a lot of that started to happen. Traumatic. It was really traumatic. It so as traumatic. a big sister, I think I should have pushed for my independence, which would have forced you to have yours. Yeah. Because you're older, whatever happens with you trickles down to me. Right. So when I went to, um, our, our junior high school, mm-hmm. we went to AES mm-hmm. and she was like, Stephanie's coming too. I should have been like, no, let her go to her own school. Why can't she stay where she's at? Cause you Cause were I was already, already in, ju- in junior high. Yes. And I was fine. Where in I was the Bronx. Yeah. After we, you know, rough that girl up, you was fine. I did what I had to do. She, made you come to my school and right. I, I should have been like nah can I just be here by myself can I have something for myself Can I? Because and that's the thing mm-hmm. we were because we're so close in age everything was together right. now if you're an older sibling and you, you have multiples under you yeah you definitely have to push them to be more independent of you as far as being the oldest. Okay. We bear a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. we, were, we are a lot of times responsible for your well being as well as I was before mm-hmm. we're ready mm-hmm. parents they're not your babysitters mm. Well, don't you let John babysit? John does not babysit for free. Uh, hey, let me find out he out here getting checks. John is not going to watch these children for free. Especially, like, it is my weekend too, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I have things to do too. Right. And I have interests in my life too. And those are your kids. Now, he's he's watched stuff for free for me of course. before. But I, I try to compensate him in some kind you of way. You value his contribution. That's not his child. Right. So it, he does bear a lot of adult uh, responsibility, unfortunately, because the oldest of his age. always does. So I, I, I want to make sure that he had his own stuff. And it was really hard in our transition in my divorce because it was like, he's going over there too. He's coming over here. He's never getting a break. Mm. Like if you have older kids or if you're an older sibling, you need a break. Yeah. And guess what? The younger ones need a break from you too. Child, I agree. As a middle sibling who you're, you're a big sister only. Yeah. You're never a little sister. No, I'm not. That, I don't, 
and being a middle child, middle child syndrome is real. It is a thing. Just like older child syndrome is real and being the baby is real. Yeah. Uh, There's layers to it. And that's going to definitely be an episode on this episode on this show because, Mm -hmm. um, and I think siblings can heal a lot, even if they choose not to be together anymore. Siblings can heal a lot if they understood the roles. Yes. And understood the automatic things that are put on the roles because of the placement of, you know, the births. Yeah. Um, middle child, what people don't get, what babies don't get, and what older siblings don't get is the middle sibling is both. Yes. I'm a big sister and I'm a little sister. Yeah. Um, and I have to learn the same things that you had to learn from me. Now you I have to learn for faith. faith. Yeah. But then I also have to try to see your side. Yeah. And then also be me. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a lot to comprehend and download and try to figure it's a out. Lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And usually the middle child or the youngest, they buck, at, buck up at the oldest. Yeah. Because I don't understand. Nigga, you a kid too. Why are you telling me what to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But my mama just left me here. It like literally left me with here. With no training. With no training. And I'm trying to figure out. How to I, do this. <laughs> which I probably shouldn't be doing in the first place. And I did that. And it actually was, it, it, it was negative with my son's relationships because they couldn't stand each other. Right. They couldn't stand each other for a long time. Right. Because I forced them to be together. Right. I remember us having a conversation and I was just like, they're individuals. Yeah. You know, you got to let them be individuals. And you were crying. You were just like, I'm overwhelmed. I'm like, they're going to be okay. Like, just let loosen the reins. Let them figure some things out for themselves. Yeah. And it's okay if they don't get along. Mm -hmm. This whole... Because your brothers and sisters, so what? You know what siblings technically are? We came from the same womb and you're forcing me to be friends. That's exactly what it is. I don't even probably know you or even like you just because we're from in the same house. You know how many siblings, especially if you have your own rooms. Yeah. Or if you have other fathers and you go out for the weekend and this one doesn't. And these circumstances. And that's what was happening in my house. I know. These circumstances cause separation. You're just my mother's son. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> like, just like I am. If you yeah. weren't my sibling, if yeah. we weren't related, I don't like you. I wouldn't be around you. Right. And this whole, but your family, what does that mean? The- what does that mean? But I'm glad that we got past it, uh, but we chose to do the work. Yes. People are like, you and your sister are so close. And I'm like, we are, but we chose that. People are in awe of our relationship. Well, we're pretty amazing. Yeah. But we've had some shit. Like you said, we bucked heads. Like there was a time where I was like, I don't know if we're going to speak anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Because she don't like me and I don't like her. And I don't know how to get through to her. Yeah. Um, And that leads into my next segue where I want to talk about being on the defense and feeling attacked. Yeah. When we were trying to figure each other out, mm-hmm. and mind you, this is early 20s. We yeah, were young, we were dumb. You had a baby. I'm partying like a yeah. fucking rock star. I'm high as hell all day, like yeah. popping bottles like a Jay-Z video. Our lives were so different. You are a mom. And yeah, yeah. And I'm like finally living my best life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't going back and forth no with you, niggas. nigga. I really was not. No, niggas. I'm living this like, you know... <laughs> Puff Daddy in the fan fantasy yes. and you're home breastfeeding and we just weren't clicking. And I remember trying to talk to you and we fought. We fist fought. We had like three knockdown drag out rounds. That like, was a rough time. It was a rough time. And I just felt at the time, anything I said to you mm-hmm. was just, you were just going to pop off. Even if I was right, wrong or otherwise, right, right. you just felt attacked mm-hmm. me if I wasn't in agreement with you. Right. And nothing I could say or do would ever, ever change that. And that was my immaturity because I was going through a lot then. Yeah, personally. So personally, I always felt attacked. It wasn't just you. I just felt attacked from the world. When anyone said anything to you. Yeah. yeah. So when anybody called, especially if they're right. 
Right. That was the point of the segue. When when someone confronts you mm-hmm. with your shit, mm-hmm. does it always feel like you're being attacked? Not always anymore. No, then. Then, then let's yes. Go back. Yeah. Yes. Let's go back to the unhealed person. Oh, child, I was walking around with a full body armor. <laughs> I was always ready for somebody to say some fucked up shit to me. This ain't what you want. Yeah, and a lot of times nobody really was saying fucked up shit to me. Mm. The one, it was like I was taking a moment that happened that month and just stringing it along through the whole month and mad at everybody. Holding a month hostage. No, seriously. Like I could have an argument with mommy or something and I'll just bring it with me everywhere now. Oh, that, that's what Erica Badu calls baggage. Bag lady. I'm going to add this. I'm going to stick it little right on my chest. You had, your, around you had your designer emotional luggage. Exactly. So Girl. I really, I wasn't in a place to even hear you mm. at all. Mm-hmm. I was overwhelmed. I was a new mother. Mm-hmm. I was lonely as hell. In a toxic relationship. In a toxic relationship. I was cheating on my man. Ooh. It was a lot going on for me. Yeah. So there was really no real way for me to hear you. Mm-hmm. That's just it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that I was mad at you that you wasn't saying anything that was like accurate because right. it was. Right. I just could not hear you. You. Could, you weren't in the place to receive. No. And I think that's important. So if you have a friend, a sibling, a coworker, or whomever, and you're in conflict, ask yourself, are you in a place to receive? Um, because I think that's important. Are you feeling attacked? Are you mad at the person mm-hmm. for what the person actually did? Did they do something? Right. Are you mad that the person called your truth to the mat? And are you or are you mad at something that has nothing to do right. with what the person said? Now, being confronted with your shit definitely is going to um, oh, honey, that always trigger it. Yeah, that's an emotional trigger. It's an emotional trigger. Yes, but I. It's not that I. What you were saying wasn't valid because I know who I am. Right. I know I'm wild. I, I can't help it. I know what's happening. I can't help it. I can't stop it. Yeah. I know I could tweak some places. I know I can do some things. And for me, what, what my breakthrough was, it was at work. Mm-hmm. My boss had was tired of my shit. Tired. He was sick and tired of my <laughs> shit. What did he say? He sent me to Dell Carnegie School to oh, get polished. Oh, you did say that. You did say that. I went to Dell Carnegie School to get polished professionally and it, it actually helped me out. Mm-hmm. In my early 20s. Calm you the hell down. My boss was like, you are just too... Stop growling at people. Yeah, I was literally DMX in a skirt. Like, it was just (laughs) like I'm constantly yelling and barking at people. And I still have the ability to do so. Yes. But that taught me, like, that's not about you. It really is. Somebody's coming at you sideways. That's about them. Yes. And part of it is your personality. You're you're an aggressive woman. You I agree. am. You're an aggressive woman. And and not just your personality as an Aries, but also your life experiences. Made me very have aggressive. Have made you aggressive where you come from, your environment as a New Yorker, yes. where we come from, the Bronx, the Harlem, and yeah. bullying in school and all this other stuff that compile compiled together makes a part of you who you are yeah li- our living our living environment our neighborhood um the people that we were around all the time it was it was like being in like boot camp for life girl we were it was like survivor like we were thrown in the middle yeah like with like I a backpack with a twig and was like figure it out when every, every time my birthday comes i'm like i'm so happy i got here no, i didn't i, I do not believe that i was going to get to 40 like it's just it just felt like constantly fighting everywhere we went. We fought on our block. We fought in church. We fought in I school. Agree. People were constantly ranging with us, and but, it was bothering me. Well, by the time I was in my twenties, I couldn't take it anymore. We were also around a lot of damaged people. Yes. You know, when you grow up in the hood, you're yes. growing up in trauma. Yes, the hood is saturated. The air, it's you can taste the trauma in the air. You can taste the toxicity. And though you have fun block. 
fun times on the block. Yeah, we, we had definitely great times did. On the block. We did. We did. It wasn't all bad, but we didn't realize in hindsight, grown women now, when I look back at the situation, you know, they made a show Good Times and Eddie Murphy had the PJs and stuff like that. And you got Menace to Society and stuff. This stuff is traumatic. Yeah. This stuff is hard to live through. It is. And when you tell people that you actually, remember the drive-by we had to drop down? Yes, I do. When you got to drop, we dropped down we to dro- the floor. Dropped down to the floor and rolled under a car. Like, um, like yes. took just yes. so we wouldn't get to shot. To take and some it was shelter. the middle of the fucking day. Yes. And in I was just summertime. trying to go get a slice from the pizza shop. We were right in front of the pizza shop. Yeah. And when, you, when we tell people stuff like that, then they think about the Bronx as a, a Mortal Kombat set. Well, it is. Yeah. I don't know about anymore, but it was. I mean, yeah, it, was. it was a Mortal Kombat set, but then on the flip side, it was so Will much Smith's fun. Summertime video. So much fun. Right? So much fucking it, fun. We, but here's the thing. When you don't have consistency. Yeah, that's a problem. It's a problem. Mm-hmm. It's one, and it, I tell people this all the time. One of the reasons I do what I do, one of the reasons I'm constantly craving balance is because I did not grow up with it in my yeah. house no. or in my neighborhood. It was one or the other. We were very rich or, or very, very poor. poor. I tell people that all the time. We had no healthy medium. We never had a nope. medium. This is why balance is so important no, for me. Not. This is why I we crave bald it. We bald or we fall. Yo, we <laughs> yo, fam, we balled, my nigga. We balled fam. out. Like we were, bo- mommy balled out. And when she was poor, we was on rice and ketchup and spam, like or eggs. And we've had eviction notices and we've had three day notices. Like people don't understand the 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 traumatic effect having no balance is on children and a, a lot of my kids grew up in the same way like I repeated my mother's style in their early years so there was a lot of we about to get evicted our lights are off or we have a lot of money and we're we're balling. just balling and not saving it for those times when we might not right so like now when it's tight and I'm like oh my god we're poor and my ex-husband's like we're not poor yeah, I'd be like cut this shit and yes. I'm just like I, I don't ever want to be that poor again that fear of oh being my that god poor. that is one of my biggest fears that is I know but I but I want you to change your relationship with money. I want you to work yeah. on that because once I release a little bit, because it's still there, yeah. I'm very much like adamant about my rent being paid. Yeah. I, mean, I don't want eviction. No, I, the, let me tell y'all, the marshals came up to my house Child. and me and my children are sitting up in this house and these marshals come and they are going to put a padlock on my door because I had sent in the money yeah. and they didn't tell the marshal. Oh. Thank God I had my shit together. Right. And I showed them the paperwork and they left. We were about to be put out in on the street, street in your pajamas i said never again yeah get your shit together my rent will always be paid i know that's right and so far so good yeah wood, and, here we, good, are. and here we are god is good mm-hmm. that was a traumatic experience and my kids watched that yeah and you know sins of the mother mm-hmm. sins of the father yeah. we have to be responsible yeah. for our actions and what residue yes residue it leaves a lot of our trauma together as sisters was it wasn't ours no a lot of things we fought about was the residue of the agreements that were given to us the things we experienced together yeah our different perceptions of what we experienced together um how we handled it what we didn't like about how we handled it because if you really look at our childhood mommy did a great job taking care of us oh my god she i i don't understand how she did i don't know how she she did did. that shit sober Let me tell y'all, there ain't no parenting without wine. I'm sorry. My mother was so she was sober, sober the, and, but she was the whole time. She was sober with 
three children, just us two, and then three, and then she had Faith, and three children, then a step, and a, and a stepdaughter. Yeah. A tumultuous relationship. Yeah. Yep. A bad relationship with her family. Yeah. Yep. Not really close with her in laws. Nope. She really had nobody but a few close friends. Yeah. And they started dying. That's exactly what happened. And she had so much trauma and unhealed wounds, and she still was such a great mother. Dude, I know what a jello mold is. I yeah. don't make jello in Tupperware like the rest of these. I don't these even make heathens. jello because. These Heathens. No, first of all, Heathens. Jellos, homemade baked cakes. I have a bunt pan. Root beer floats. Root beer floats in mugs. Like oh my. my mother was so proper. I, I tell people I was raised by a proper Spanish lady. Oh, honey. Like, I know what a slip is. Oh, honey. These undergarments, you'll never catch me slipping. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I know how to wear. I know what a stocking is. Opeg, sheer. I know the difference. I know the difference. I sure I do. I know what a tight is versus a stocking. Yeah, because that's not that. The leggings and tights are not the same I know thing. What a by the way, is uh, like uh, I, I can't even proper Spanish lady. When I say proper, I don't think you guys understand. And, like we were bred in bouginess. Like yeah. I don't think y'all get it. Like nah. Spanish bouginess. Oh, they get it. They know who we are. Yeah, I guess they, they follow do now, us. Right? They know who they we are. They get it we, now. And you got the nerve to call me self righteous like you ain't self righteous. Oh yeah. <laughs> When you want me, me to do it. How is it being my big sister? Um, I'm actually having a great time. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, how is it being my big sister now? Um, I'm having a great time. I honestly, the role of the oldest sister and the youngest sister, usually the oldest sister is the one that shines and the old, youngest sister lives in her shadow. Okay. Ours is opposite. It's changed because that's how it used to be. Right. Right. I didn't care to be in the limelight. But I you never were. liked it. Living legends just automatically do so. It just happened. <laughs> yeah. Like I, nobody asked me if I wanted to go first. Right. Huh. I just went first. Right. And I'm always first because mm-hmm. I'm your oldest sister. Yeah. Now it's just like I'm going because Stephanie's there. Yeah. Not because it's Tanique's thing. Mm. And I'm having a great time with that. And it bothers people. What do you mean? You, okay, so wait. You call it fame adjacent. It's fame what adjacent. What is fame adjacent? So I'm adjacent you literally have a to t-shirt. the fame. I had t-shirts made for Steffi's birthday. Mine says fame adjacent. Hers says, says the, the fame. fame. <laughs> Stephanie is the fame. I stand next to her. I'm adjacent to her. Mm. So because I stand there whenever she needs me or, you know, or because I'm just there because I'm supporting her, mm-hmm. um, I get blessings. They just fall on me. I don't have to be in the front. I can stand behind the curtain and still reap some type of benefit of just seeing her amazed. For me, honestly, let's be very clear. I do like the free shit. <laughs> all the free shit y'all give me, and I appreciate. All the love you give her. All the love and the discounts, I like it. <laughs> but what I'm really there for is to watch my sister touch people's lives. Oh, thank you. So for me, whenever we do, she does an event and I'm there and I see like light bulbs go off in girls' heads and when you talk to people and they just cry or you comforted somebody or when I go on your Instagram page and I see people like, oh my God, this touched me. Thank you for saying this and for posting that. That's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. I don't care about the rest of the shit. It's nice. I don't care. I want it. She'll take but it. I don't care. But I don't care. I need it. Yeah, but I don't yeah, care. Yeah. But, and that bothers people. What bothers people? What are you talking about? That I don't want to be in the limelight. That you don't want to Your be. personality is so this. I was like, but I'm still who I am. Right. But I'm over there. Come over here if you want to talk to me. Right. I, I don't, don't need a show. I don't need an event. I don't need... Honestly, don't have the time. I think you... Not only that, you see... Again, because you're fame adjacent, you see what it takes for me to be me. Yes. And you always be like, I don't know how the fuck you do it. I you don't. get you You get... 
real access behind the scenes. It's not just let me just pick up a microphone right. and record or let me just decide to get a venue. Anybody can make a fly on Canva. Anybody can book a venue. Yeah, and a lot of y'all are doing it at poor rates and stuff. Mm. And you know, you do your shit as an excellent person. Yeah. I feel- and I like how much effort you put into everything you do. Thank you. And I see when other people are not doing it. Mm -hmm. So being fame adjacent, I actually get to see the background and Mm -hmm. I get to see all that stuff. And I don't really want that for my life. And that's fine for you to not not want that for your life. And whether you're a part of the process or you're just, and not even just, whether you're part of the actual work process or you're a part of just my sibling process, either way, I'm here for you're here Yeah, and you don't have to be what other people think you should be. Oh, I won't. Well, we already know that, (laughs) Um, but I'm just saying that just for, you know, all intents and purposes and just for the audience. When you're comfortable in your skin, no matter what people think you should be doing, doesn't matter. Right. When I need you in any capacity, whether it's both at Mm -hmm. one time or Or one or the the other, other, it's never a question. No. And even if it's, I can't do it today, that's great. Next time I got you. Yeah. It's not, I, I just, I'm just grateful to have the support. Right. And I'm grateful to be understood. Right. And I'm grateful to have people who just get it. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. And it's not always easy. When it first started, it was a tra- rough transition for us because, like you said, when you change positions, it's hard. It's hard. Because unless you get a list of what you're actually supposed to be doing, you're making it you're up. You're figuring as you it go. out. It's a startup. Yeah. So it was very rough, especially when you got popping. Mm-hmm. It, got, it was rough there, but it really wasn't about me finding out who I was, mm-hmm. it was what I should be doing. Doing, right. There's a difference. I know who I am to you. Right. I know. You know who I am to you as your sister. But right. now, what should I be what doing? What should I be doing? With your business. With your business. Should I even be a part of your exactly. business? Should and I just be thing. your sister? Right. And if I am a part of your business, how do I be your sister in your business? Should they even intertwine? Right. Right. And right? that's something that people should be trained to do. I agree. I agree. Um, even when you watch the Braxtons right. or you watch any siblings right. and it's just like, how do you keep your sisterhood separate from the work? Do yeah. you keep it separate from the work? And how do you have the respect mm-hmm. of you're my big sister, but this is my shit. Yeah. You're the boss here. Right. And, and that's and, uh, tough though. It is tough, but you, it, it can be done. Oh, it absolutely can be because done. Because at the end of the day, I'm not paying these invoices. You so sure I need to calm the fuck down. Right. You know what I'm saying? And play my position and stay in my lane. Mm-hmm. And it's and it goes past just being... Like, you have people right now that are starting businesses and I'm mad that their friends are not supporting them. I used to be very offended. You know Yeah, that. I know you were. But I've come such a long way. I've posted videos about right. it. Um, actually, just... I, actually, I'm going to post one now. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna play it right now. Take a listen to this. Again, we put a lot of burdens on certain people to be the support of everything. Okay. And there will be sometimes he will have his own stuff where he cannot support me. Okay. And I think we have to be realistic as people that we do put a lot on people's shoulders because you're my friend. Yes. Because you're my mother. Yes. Because you're my church family. I expect you just like you expect the discount. I'm expecting you to be what I should hire people to do. Mm-hmm. And I think we really have to be aware of that as entrepreneurs, that just because they're our friends doesn't automatically mean they're our first supporters. That's good. Because they still might be our friends, but they might not be our fans. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard lesson I had to learn because that doesn't mean she's not your friend anymore. Mm-hmm. That means she's still your friend. She's always your friend. She just not, might, might not give a damn mm-hmm. about Chanel Renee mm-hmm. as far as the brand is concerned. Yes. And she's allowed to do that. And I don't think people really get that. That's great. It's tough, but it's real. It's real. Mm-hmm. It's real. It's so real. So what you just heard was me talking about, I was being interviewed 
And I was telling people that just because your friend doesn't support you in the way that you feel she should be mm-hmm. supporting you doesn't mean she's not your friend. Exactly. I might be a friend to Tanique, but I might not want to support her venture in the typical way that the world says I'm supposed to support it. But when she needs her friend, I'm there. Right. So why is that not enough? Right. But and, no, because no one's teaching this. Right. So then you have us and we've had a conversation. I think we were out and I forgot who said it. I know. Actually, I actually know who said it. And um, she says, well, when your sister posts something, you post right after her. Oh, I remember her. that. Remember that? You was, she was like, you, you need to teach my you sister You need to teach to... my sister how to do it. And I was just like, okay. Mm-hmm. I'll, tell, I'll tell her what tools I use mm-hmm. to post my sister's things. Mm-hmm. But does she want to, though? Maybe not. She may not want to put your stuff on her page. And why isn't that okay? It's not for people. And that's the, and, and that's the part that needs to be taught. But that same person's sister is like... Oh, um, the how do you say when you're like the ticket person? She's at the door. At yeah, her no, events. she works. She stuff, works for her. But that's enough, right? For her, for her. Yeah, she doesn't want you all over her thing. Like for uh, for me, my my whole thing is you've seen my feed. My feed has so many different things in yeah. it. I have no problem posting your stuff, right? But just because we're sisters, it doesn't. It's not mandatory. You're not obligated. That I do it. You're not. Obligated. And that's the problem. So many people are starting these businesses, and they're mad at their friends and family because they're not posting their stuff. They're not obligated to do that. But you know what? Somebody told me I when I used to be upset. This was like two years ago, mm-hmm. and I said, you know, they don't want to support. And I gave my definition of support. Mm-hmm. I said, but when that yacht come, they gonna want to see. Yeah. And she said, did they support once? I said, yeah. She said, so they can be on the boat once. One time. <laughs> She was like, for an hour. You get what I'm saying? Yes. She was like, I completely Absolutely. understand that people are not required and obligated, but then they need to remember that lack of obligation. When they did what they did, you want to get what you get. Or when you didn't do what you didn't do, you ain't going to get what you want to get. Exactly. Right. However, it's such to me a fine line. That's a tangled web. Yeah. What support, what should be happening. And then on the flip side, when the bonuses and benefits and alignments yeah. and blessings come, yeah. will you think that oh, that's my friend? I'm supposed to be in VIP. Should you? No, you were my friend and you've always been my friend, but I'm a friend with now a business. So if you couldn't support the business, why? And when should the business blows benefit? up, should you be benefiting from the no, business? No, I completely. What have you done for me lately? It's definitely a, Ooh, yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying with that. I think for me supporting you, I learned it from you. Yeah. It's when you supported me. Aww. So I had I was I, I got my beautician's license yes, and, cosmetology. and I was working at JCPenney salon. You I worked sure at a Spanish did. salon. And then I also worked out in my house. Mm-hmm. My sister bought my first caddy. She bought like she, she invested in me I did financially. Mm-hmm. And then she let me do her hair and then she bought her friends. I and, sure did. I had like 20 bitches coming. And like. I did, I, I literally did everyone's hair for about two years. Yeah. Like Until everybody I, I like, knew. All right. Now I got to go back to work. This is yeah. not giving me as much money, money as I'd like it to have because yeah. I have so many fucking kids. Mm-hmm. So. God damn it. God damn it. Kids. Fucking kids. Fuck fucking them kids. Kids ruin everything. Fuck these goddamn kids. <laughs> but, Love you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how I learned how to support you because you supported me. Support I, taught, I taught the children. Then I watched you support Dennis. Got it. So we didn't grow up with people starting businesses. And please hear me, Internet. Y'all, some of y'all is the first time you've ever seen an entrepreneur in your family, mm-hmm. in your friend group. Mm-hmm. None of you's got businesses. The right. first person to step out and do a business now has to tell you what they need. It's a lot. It's a me. lot. It is a lot. And the but whole, you won't know unless I tell you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I learned I, as you supported him when he started his stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, that's how I learned what you needed. Because mm-hmm. I saw you support us. And then I was like, okay, th- this is this is how she does me. I'm gonna do her like this. Mm-hmm, 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 so mm-hmm. it's like I want to love her the way she loved me. Got it. 
And that's that's why it's easy for me to do it. We'll tweak it from there. No, yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. I am a supportive person, especially when I feel like someone's excited about something. Yeah. And it could possibly change their yeah. life. Um, whether it's financially or I can get you customers or yeah. whatever. I don't mind talking to people. I'm not shy. You know, I'll be like, girl, pump this. Exactly. Do this. Yeah. Do what you got to do. But it was an eye opener for me to be on the other end with friends and family. And there was a there was a time I was so lonely and so hurt. I remember. But there was also a time where I was just like... You got to be your own champion, Stephanie. Yeah, yeah. Because even though you're doing this, they might not get it. And even if they get it, it's okay. Like, they just don't have to do what you expect them to do. Right. That doesn't mean they don't love you. Right. But you can acknowledge that you would like them to do more. Right. And you shouldn't always have to teach everybody. Some people could come to me, and this is why I fucks with Lonnie on a different level after we became, after we broke up and yeah. became friends again. Yeah. She came to me and was like, you ain't got to teach me by you coming to me. I'm coming asking you how can I learn. Yeah, let, let me, like, yeah, you see have what I'm a saying? real adult Like, I see you busy being the life architect. So instead of me waiting for the life architect to come and be like, yo, I need your help, I'm coming to the life architect, like, how can I help? People, no one knows what you need. Stop sitting here thinking just because y'all got time in the game and skin in the game that people know what you need no one knows what the fuck you need because we all focus on what we need for ourselves Mm -hmm. and have the conversation with people tell them what you need and be open to hearing i can't i can't help in that area and say that again be open to hearing i can't help or don't want to right because sometimes when business and pleasure mix it's not a good thing nope and you might think you want your friends to support you in certain ways. And then they come in and, like, and their work ethic fucking sucks. Yeah. Or they just don't do it the way you want to. Because let me tell you something. Sometimes it's not about it's done the wrong way. It's just not done like your my way. way. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that could actually bruise the relationship. It absolutely. Damage can. it and sever it. Yeah. So be careful what you wish for with the support. Now, you might just think support is, you know. Post my show. Listen to my podcast. And that's a lot of that. It's a lot of that. Oh, I see y'all posting celebrities, but you won't post my stuff. First of all, your sound sounds terrible. Well, even... (laughs) Your product is inferior. And 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 I don't want it on my page. But would you be open as the entrepreneur, as the podcaster, to hearing that real, raw feedback from your friends? And a lot of people aren't. So you are honest. You want to know how it's. I'll be like, tell me it sucks. You want want to know, (laughs) you know, did I I say this too many times? You are open to that. You cannot start a business and think... That people are not going to have something to say. Some people, they are just wrong. Yeah. People are going to tell you things constantly. Right. It's up to you to pick out what works for your business. But you have to be teachable. You have to remain teachable and learnable. I do ask. And sometimes I don't ask. Y'all tell me. Yeah. But for the most part, I do ask. You do ask. I, I got off stage. How was that? Yeah. What do you think? How was the team that I worked with? Da, 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 da. Um, and, so, and sometimes it hurts. Yeah. Sometime you, let me tell you something, that skin got to get thick and you got to take them jabs mm-hmm. if they come. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you then have to filter again mm-hmm. because sometimes your critique don't matter. I liked it. Yeah. It's my business. Yeah. I like the way I said that. Yeah. Or I liked working with this person. Yeah. And a lot of times the critique is personal. Yes. Because it's, it's my opinion. Yeah. So I don't like your partner because she doesn't vibe with me. Yeah. But the group liked her. So you have to, like you said, you have to compartmentalize you have to take and what pick what works for you, but you have to be open to, to be it. Open. So if you say you want the support, does the support come in the form of a yes man or woman? And a lot of people think it doesn't. It doesn't. No, because it doesn't. that's the quickest way to fail. Yeah. Surround yourself with yes men. That's the quickest way to Well, fail. none of y'all is goddamn yes men. Not even your children. So I don't really have a choice. If we don't, we, because we don't <laughs> celebrate mediocrity. Yeah. Like, I, second place is not, you don't get a medal in my house for second place. Mm. Participation trophies don't mean nothing to me. Right. 
Like this is you a competition. Showed up good. You're supposed to. Now you're supposed do your to be best. here. Now do your best. Did right. you win? Okay, great. If you didn't, all right, we come back. Just later. try. That's all we're asking. This sounded terrible. I don't want to be here. You sure do be like this. Sound bad. You said it like this. Do it that. Do it this way. I do it with my own children. Like I go and support my kids. But let me tell you about those concerts. They're awful. And sometimes I don't. Sh- <laughs> uh, these kids concert. And sometimes I don't ask because if the person. Here's the thing. If you've never um, been a speaker, it's hard for you to tell me if I did a bad job. I hear you on that. To a degree. To a degree. Because remember, they're giving you the critique from the audience's view. Yes, yes. And your critique from the audience, you might not understand certain systems. Right. You might not understand certain things. Like, I'm not a mom. I'm an aunt. I can only... Just because I'm not a mom doesn't mean I can't talk about parenting, but I can only talk about it to an extent. Yes, this is correct. Right? Yeah. So a lot of critique comes from an extent place. Yeah. It can't be too, you can't take it too deep mm-hmm. if the person's never really walked in the shoes. No, right. So if you consider the vantage point or consider the messenger yeah. when they come to you, mm-hmm. instead of being offended that they said something about it, it's like, okay, well, she, she might have heard something from where she was sitting. Yes. Like turn That's your defensive ear off. Right. Because each position in that place. Right. So your friend is critiquing your podcast based on the shitty headphones she has. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Like she's using gummies. So of course it's going to, it's going to sound different to her than someone who's listening on a surround sound. So she's going to have different critiques. If you consider the messenger, the message will be received the way it was supposed to be. That's what I'm trying to work on. Got it. Consider the messenger who is talking to you. Right. And what and, and and where did they sit or what you know what I'm saying like yeah. instead of he's like bitch what you talking about you ain't got no goddamn business who the fuck is you to be telling me anything but I know that that don't look good yeah. from where I'm sitting yeah and I know I've seen you look better right so I'm just saying that as your friend this is not your best look right or you know you released this and it had a lot of typos in it you might want to use this program don't get offended download the program yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. Definitely. You're right. We consider. have to be, we have to consider. And I also think I'm that trying. the, I'm I also trying, think y'all. that the person um, delivering the critique mm-hmm. has to deliver it in a way where it could be heard. So this is another thing. If you have your circle and you have your people, you have your professional circle or whatever, when you start in your business, mm-hmm. talk to them. Mm-hmm. Unless you add other people professionally yes. to that mix. Yes. Now, random ass people. Well, this is the problem. You think you can see <laughs> ding ding ding. You think you could talk to your club friend about your business. You can't. That's a random. That's a random. It, it, if again, we're, we're mixing and melting no. pots together no. and wondering why we're not getting the message conveyed or 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 having anything productive being said. How can she or he give you productive criticism or constructive criticism if they're not aware about what they're critiquing? They're, they're actually critiquing you as the person, not right. your work. There's right. a difference. There's a difference. So you have to really figure out who you're going to talk to or who you're going to trust enough to be in the circle to be your no man. You just can't have just any old body feeding into you. And that's something we learned from church. I completely agree. I completely agree. Well said. I want to wrap up. Mm-hmm. But before we do, as a New Yorker, 
I feel like you have to break it down for the children about what it really means to be from New York because we got people on online and talking about I'm from New York and talking about I'm from Syracuse. No, you're or not. I'm from New York and Syracuse. Syracuse or anything with NY. Boy. Syracuse. Come on, Soldier Boy, <laughs> Young Draco. So if you're from New York, I mean New York City, yes. not New York State. fucking State. Okay, there is a difference. Break it down for him, honey. I know this is not gonna make sense to y'all, and we don't care. And we're just going to let you know now. When you meet a girl online and she says she's from Buffalo, she is not from New York. She is from Buffalo. If you meet a girl and uh, she's from Rochester, she's from upstate New York. She's from Rochester. She's not from New York City. Say that. The New York City is the five boroughs. Say we it. have Bronx, Bronx, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Manhattan, Manhattan, Holland, Staten Island, Staten Island, and the Queens. Queens. And then we have our honoraries that yes. are included in this, which are Long Island, Long Island, Yonkers, Yonkers, and Mount Vernon, Riverdale, Mount Vernon, City Island. We're done. That's it. That's, That's it. it. City Island is in the Bronx. That's all considered the Bronx, to be very honest. And Mount Vernon's only considered because they gave us some great hip hop. If it wasn't for Heavy D, we wouldn't give a shit about you. We wouldn't be giving a damn about train. Mount Vernon. Money, Sorry. Money earning. And Yonkers is only considered because of Mary J. Blige and DMX and the locks. Come on now. Let's, Let's be that there. Let's be real clear. So they're our cousins. They're so they're our cousins. included. So if you face somebody I'm from Yonkers, yes, they are from New York. They're allowed to say that. Anything past Yonkers is upstate New York. Yes, Stephanie? Yes. Upstate New York. So don't you come out talking about you from New York and you're trying to mask the fact that you're really not from New York. I need you to be clear. I'm from New York State or New York City. Because when we say we from New York, we talking about the five boroughs and the honorary. We don't even talk the same. We don't. We don't even live the same. We, we don't, don't eat the same. We don't dress the same. They are not from here. You're not a New Yorker. If you've never rode the train. Mm. Mm. Say that. If you do not know the subway system, you are not a New Yorker. Like with the back of your hand. If you can't get to 42nd, I'm not talking about Times Square. If you can't, because and if you think 42nd is only Times Square, you're really not a New Yorker. You're really not a New Yorker. Because right. Times Square is just like two fucking blocks in the middle That's of this it. garbage. And then the rest <laughs> of it is better. If you don't know your avenues, your first, your second, your third, your Lexington, your, your fifth, your Madison, your parks. Yeah. If you don't know. And that's just the city. Yeah. I didn't even get to the West Side yet. No. Like, like it, it, come on. Like, I, I I can't. I had a conversation with a dude from Detroit. And he was like, "Yeah, I'm talking to this girl. She's from Buffalo." I was like, "And?" He's like, "Yeah, both of y'all from New York." I was like, "No, she's not from New York." Buffalo. Buffalo. <laughs> like, no, she's not from New York. She's from New York State. She's upstate New York. There's a difference, you know. And the only reason we allowed New York to keep her name, yeah, is because she made us laugh. Because let's be very clear, Tiffany Pollard is not a New Yorker. I agree. She is from upstate New, New York. York. But I love her. Let's be clear. I we allowed her to keep her yeah, name. Yeah, she's the OG. Because she is a, she's a, she's a, she's a national treasure. She's a national treasure. She's the head HBIC. But please know on that episode of Flavor of Love, when she said when she, where she was from, right. all of us was like, you're not, you're not a New Yorker. Bitch, why? Yeah. You're around the world. You probably could have heard it if you opened the window. My nigga. Okay. okay like, you're not. Yes. Yes. You're <laughs> not a New Yorker if you're not from the five boroughs and the honorary boroughs that we allow, we allow. to be in due to the classic hip-hop and R&B that it is given And the us. only reason that they are a part of this unit is because of our transportation system. Because Absolutely. Because if it wasn't for the Metro North yes, and the, the Long Island Railroad meeting yep. in times in, um, on 42nd or 34th they Street, wouldn't be we would not consider them. They Amen. are part of our transportation system. Yep. So they are New Yorkers. I agree. That's it. Done and done. Once you change the color on the Metro North from blue to red, we're done. 
We're done here. And scene. Hi, Williams, the living legend. Thank you so much for coming back for another episode. We look forward to having you back. If no you want to follow Hype Williams, will you allow that? Where can they find you? Okay. You can follow me on Twitter. It's Hype Williams You're with very, a Z. Very active on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter is the place where I accept any old foolery, but I will not accept foolery on Instagram. And you will definitely have to have a degree of Kevin Bacon to follow me yeah. on Instagram. So basically Twitter then. Just basically Twitter, because Instagram is Hype Williams as well. And yeah, so, but it's private. But it's private and yes. if like I, if you don't know what a degree of Kevin Bacon is then we can't talk it, don't even tell him I can't don't Google tell it. him I can't do it okay bye <laughs> <laughs> beautiful souls let's clap it up for the living legend Hype Williams for being on I Said No again you know where to follow her hit her up on Twitter with a Z Hype Williams with a Z holla at her she is fame adjacent to me Yay, man. her little sister Yay, Stephanie's man. life architect so we out one woo